ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in the hadith of abu najih al-arbad ibn sariyah radiyallahu anhu qal wa'adhana rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam maw'idatan wajilat minha al-qulub wa dharafat minha al-'uyun faqulna ya rasulullah كانها موعظه مودع فاوصنا قال اوصيكم بتقوى الله عز وجل والسمع والطاعه وان تامر عليكم عبد حبشي فانه من يعش منكم فسيرى اختلافا كثيرا فعليكم بسنتي وسنه الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين عضوا عليها بالنواجذ واياكم ومحدثات الامور فان كل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله in this hadith of al-Irbad ibn Sariyah, he said that the messenger of Allah gave us an admonition and the hearts, they trembled at hearing this admonition and the eyes, they shed tears. So we said, O messenger of Allah, it is as though this admonition of yours is the admonition of the one bidding farewell so advise us so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to them 
I advise you to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to hear and obey even if an Abyssinian slave is in authority over you. And from those of you who live long, then you will see much differing occur. So upon you is to cling to my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs after me. Bite onto it with your mawla teeth. And be warned from the newly invented matters. For indeed they are all an innovation. And every innovation is in the hellfire. Or every innovation is a misguidance. This is a tremendous hadith that mentions the admonishment the Prophet ﷺ gave to the Muslims and the reminder that the Prophet ﷺ gave to the Muslims. And there are several points mentioned in this great reminder a reminder whereby the hearts of those listening trembled and their eyes shed tears. In this reminder, the Prophet ﷺ began by telling them to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have taqwa, and that is to have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have fear of Allah, so you obey Allah in what He commanded you to do, sincerely for His sake, desiring the reward from Him, and you abstain from what He prohibited upon knowledge and understanding, Fearing the punishment from him. That is a definition of taqwa. So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam advised the Muslims to be upon taqwa, to be upon the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa Allah. بِفِعْلِ أَوَامِرِهِ وَتَرْكِ نَوَاهِهِ رَجَاءً لِثَوَابِهِ وَخَوْفًا مِنْ عِقَابِهِ The taqwa of Allah is that you fulfill the commandments, His commandments, and you abstain from His prohibitions, hoping for the reward from Allah and fearing His punishment. That is the first advice. That the Prophet ﷺ gave. And that is a tremendous advice for all of us to ponder upon and to implement, to be upon taqwa. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the muttaqeen, loves those who are upon taqwa.
Those who do their worship purely and sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who stay away from the haram knowing that it is what Allah has prohibited, fearing the punishment from him. The second thing that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam advised the Muslims with was as-sam'a wa ta'a to hear and to obey and that is in reference to the rulers of the Muslims as-sam'a wa ta'a liwulatil umur to hear and obey those in authority over you لأنه في هذا جمع الكلمة because by obeying the rulers it is collecting and unifying the people it is unity that all of the people are gathered and united under their ruler وفيه مصالح الدنيا والدين إذا اجتمعت الكلمة على إمام من أئمة المسلمين And there are great benefits for the worldly affairs and for the religious affairs for those who gather and unite under their ruler. And a great deal of goodness can occur from that, from those who are united under their ruler and they are not fighting against him and they are not rebelling against him. And they are not causing corruption upon the land by spilling the blood of innocent people, by looting and robbing and murder and all of the affairs that end up occurring when they attempt to fight against the rulers. Rather be united under them and be patient upon the oppression that may occur and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah rectifies the rulers. And the messenger mentioned, وَإِن تَأَمَّرَ عَلَيْكُمْ عَبْدٌ حَبَشِيٌّ Even if a Abyssinian slave, even if an Abyssinian slave, he takes authority over you, then hear and obey and do not rebel against him. And there are examples of this in the sunnah, where people who were not naturally of high status were given authority and they were obeyed. There is the example of when Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiyallahu anhu, was the khalifa, and he was in Medina, And he had appointed a man by the name of Nafi' to be in charge of Mecca. One time Nafi' left Mecca to go and visit Umar ibn al-Khattab in Medina. So Umar ibn al-Khattab asked him, Who have you left in charge in Mecca whilst you have come here? He said, I have left in charge a man by the name of Ibn Abza temporarily whilst I visit you. So Umar ibn al-Khattab asked him, and who is Ibn Abza? 
He said he used to be one of our former slaves. He used to be one of our slaves. So Umar ibn Khattab was surprised that he left somebody who was a former slave in charge. But then Nafi' told him that this person, Ibn Abza, the former slave, is a man who has a great deal of knowledge regarding the Qur'an and a great deal of knowledge regarding the affairs of jurisprudence. And so Umar ibn al-Khattab was pleased that a man of knowledge had been left in charge even though that man used to be a slave before. And Umar ibn al-Khattab said to him, لَقَدْ سَمِعْتَ قَوْلَ رَسُولِكَ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وسلم. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْفَعُ بِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَقْوَامًا وَيَضَعُ بِهِ الْآخَرِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises people by virtue of this book and He debases and lowers others by the ones who abandon this book, meaning the Qur'an. So the second advice the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave them here was to hear and to obey those who are in authority over them, even if it be an Abyssinian slave. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Faya ibadallah We have seen that the first advice the messenger gave was to be upon taqwa The second advice the messenger gave was to hear and obey the rulers And the third advice that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions to them here is regarding clinging on to the sunnah when differences occur. And that's where the messenger said, فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ يَعِشْ مِنْكُمْ فَسَيَرَ اخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا That those of you who live long, you will see a lot of differing occur. So then what do you do? عَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّةِ وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَهِدِيِّينَ Then at that time, When the differing occurs and you see it, it is upon you to cling to my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs after me. And this is something known. The Prophet said, وَإِنَّ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ سَتَفْتَرِقُ عَلَى ثَلَاثٍ وَسَبْعِينَ فِرْقَةٍ كُلُّهَا فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا وَاحِدًا قَالُوا مَنْ هِيَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ مَا أَنَا عَلَيْهِ الْيَوْمِ وَأَصْحَابِي he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that this ummah will split up into 73 sects. All of them in the fire except one. They said, who is that one, O messenger? He said, that which I am upon today are my companions. So when differing occurs, and the people they have different ideas and different ways and methodologies, then the route to salvation in that is to return back to the Qur'an and the Sunnah, to return back to the evidences upon the understanding of the Salaf, 
of this ummah upon the understanding of the salaf of this ummah not upon the understanding of this person or that person not upon the understanding of this group or that group but rather the understanding that comes from the original source the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his students the companions and their students the tabi'in and their students thereafter the righteous generations the salaf as-salih the righteous predecessors that is what distinguishes the correct path the correct understanding of the quran and the sunnah compared to the incorrect understanding and the misinterpretations of the people so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us to cling on to the quran and the sunnah when the differing occurs and in the quran allah has mentioned to us fa in tanazartum fi shay'in farudduhu ila allah wal rasul that if you dispute or differ over anything then return it back to allah and his messenger then return it back to allah and his messenger that is where the conclusion of the dispute will be found that is where the answer to the affair will be found in the evidences of the revelation upon the understanding of the sahaba of the salaf that is the third advice the messenger gave and he gave that advice with strength telling us to bite onto that revelation with our molar teeth for indeed if we do not then the danger is that a person may fall into innovations may fall into misguidances and that's why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told them iyyakum wa muhdathatil umur be warned from the newly invented matters the new things people make up that are not from the quran and the sunnah and they do not have the evidence from it and they do not have the understanding of the salaf upon it then be warned from these newly invented affairs fa inna kullu bid'atin dhalalah and notice the messenger said for indeed every innovation is a misguidance there is no such thing as bid'ah hasana there is no such thing as saying this is a good bid'ah and it should be implemented if you hear that phrase from any of the scholars of the sunnah then what they mean by bid'ah hasana will likely be in reference to a sunnah that used to be known amongst the people and then it was forgotten and then it was revived perhaps the revival of a sunnah that is an actual sunnah may be referenced as a bid'ah hasana but that does not mean that it is a new affair that has been invented into the religion anybody who brings about a new affair invented into the religion that is not from the established revelation not from the quran and the sunnah not from the practice of the salaf then that is a misguidance and there is no goodness in that and so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam warned us from falling into those affairs that is why it is so important for every muslim 
to make sure they educate themselves carefully regarding the Quran and the Sunnah, to educate themselves regarding the revelation, regarding the commandments and regarding the prohibitions. For if you do not, then it is very easy for people to bring you innovations and you will fall into them not knowing. How can somebody protect themselves from something if you do not know what to protect yourselves from? So you must educate yourselves upon this knowledge in order to be aware of what the revelation requires of us to fulfill the commandments and to abstain from the prohibitions. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enlighten us all of this knowledge, to give us understanding of the Qur'an and the sunnah, so that we may implement it as it should be.